Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No the content of this podcast is provided for general informational purposes only and is not intended as, nor should it be considered a substitute for professional medical advice. You are listening to Itchy and Bitchy, a podcast that provides answers to your many health questions. I'm Karen Nickel, family nurse practitioner, and every day in my practice, I address signs and symptoms of inflammation that my patients are experiencing. They always want to know what they can do to stop the problems their inflammation is causing. The good news is, it is within your control to stop or slow the inflammatory process. Inflammation is the body's process of fighting against things that harm it, like infections or injuries, as a way to heal itself. After injury, the body releases antibodies and proteins and increases blood flow to the damaged area. That is why for instance, when you get a cut on your skin, it becomes red and swollen around the cut. This is an example of acute inflammation that lasts for hours or days. What I want to talk to you about today is chronic inflammation. When this bodily process lingers, causing your body to be in a constant state of alert. When this response is present, it negatively impacts your tissues and organs. It becomes a systemic versus a localized problem. Chronic inflammation can present itself in many different ways. Symptoms, which can range from mild to severe, can include fatigue, body pain, depression or anxiety or other mood disturbances, gastrointestinal complications like diarrhea, constipation, colitis, irritable bowel, weight gain, or weight loss. Lots of times weight gain, but weight loss is also a possibility with chronic inflammation. Persistent infections can ensue. You can have migraines or frequent headaches and changes in your menstrual cycle. There are certain factors that put us at increased risk for developing this problem. Number one is untreated infection or injury. So for instance, if you have an abscess tooth or a parasite or yeast overgrowth in the bowel or other infection in the body that you may not know exists. So it's in there brewing and um, 
causing an inflammatory response in your body. And lots of times people just have no idea that it's even happening. For instance, we can even have um, an infection of our gallbladder. And we may have GI symptoms like, you know, upset stomach after eating or pain after eating. And um, we don't even really know that our gallbladder is infected. So um, those kinds of things really can um, cause problems if they're not um, figured out through diagnostic testing and addressed. Having an autoimmune disease also puts you at more risk for chronic inflammation. Long-term exposure to irritants like uh, industrial chemicals or pollution, air pollution, um, and we do get exposed to a lot of things that we're we don't think about our, our our air pollution, our air quality, and it's it's not good in many many metropolitan areas, especially. Obesity can increase our risk for inflammation, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later in the podcast. Chronic stress, chronic stress, it is a huge driver with for inflammation in our body. Smoking, excess alcohol, eating a diet in high, that's high in fast carbohydrates and processed foods. And I know that that happens a lot. People eat a lot of fast carbohydrates and a lot of processed foods in our society. Having food sensitivities and continuing to keep those foods in your diet can also trigger inflammation. And gluten, dairy, egg, and soy are the most common food sensitivities we have. When you're living with chronic inflammation, your body's inflammatory response can eventually start damaging healthy cells, tissues, and organs. Over time, this can lead even to DNA damage, tissue death, and internal scarring. It's, it's a serious issue, and it needs to be addressed if you're having symptoms, especially. As a matter of fact, chronic inflammation is linked to the development of several diseases, including cancer, heart disease, rheumatoid arthritis, and osteoarthritis, type 2 diabetes, asthma, cognitive decline and dementia, and obesity. And I do want to take a minute and speak about the inflammatory risk that excess fat on the body can cause. I live in Tennessee, where 36% of the population have, has obesity. 36%. The national average is, for the first time, over 40%. At 42%. of our national population has obesity. Nearly half of us living in the U.S. have obesity, and only 37% of us get the recommended 150 minutes of moderate-intensity exercise per week. I'm just going to say that again. 150 minutes of moderate-intensity exercise per week. That's at least. That's a starting point. Okay, back to talking about fat. There are different types of fat in the body, but I'm going to talk about the type of fat that is inflammatory called visceral fat. Visceral fat, also known as belly fat, is the white fat that is stored in your abdomen and around all of your major organs, such as the liver, kidneys, pancreas, intestines, and heart. 
Having too much white fat, particularly visceral fat, can be harmful to your health. Visceral fat can increase your risk for heart disease, stroke, coronary artery disease, atherosclerosis, which is hardening of the arteries, pregnancy complications, again, type 2 diabetes, hormone disturbances, and some cancers. These problems can develop because visceral fat, or white adipose tissue, WAT for short, is inflammatory. This type of fat triggers an inflammation response in the body because macrophages, which are immune cells, accumulate in adipose tissue of individuals with obesity. These macrophages constitute up to 40% of all adipose tissue cells in obesity, and they secrete many pro-inflammatory cytokines capable of impairing insulin signaling, therefore promoting the progression of insulin resistance. Besides macrophages, many other immune cells, including mast cells, neutrophils, B cells, and T cells, reside in adipose tissue during obesity, playing a key role in the development of adipose tissue inflammation and insulin resistance, neither one of which we want. It is a vicious cycle because insulin resistance then promotes more fat storage in the body and that fat promotes insulin resistance, and on and on it goes. I said at the beginning of this episode that correcting chronic inflammation is within our control, and I will talk about what measures you can take after this quick break. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I frequently, actually very frequently, talk to you about the importance of eating a healthy diet just as I am in today's episode. But I find that in my practice, a lot of people don't really know what it means to eat a healthy diet. Green Chef can guide you because they have a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle. Keto, paleo, plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to have delicious but balanced dishes. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and super flavorful options to choose from every week. I have many patients who want to transition to a plant-based diet. With Green Chef, you can take homemade plant-based meals to the next level with Green Chef's plant-powered options. All of you carb-conscious people out there can take advantage of their keto and paleo options, which will give you the premium proteins and vital veggies you need to power through your day. Green Chef is the first USDA-certified organic meal kit, so you can enjoy hand-picked organic veggies and premium proteins without having to worry about where they are sourced. 
And my listeners will know that it is so important to me that Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic use and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. So you can enjoy your greens while being green. Last week, we prepared cream of broccoli and potato soup. This soup also included carrots, rosemary, basil, and sage. It was a soup full of fabulous colors, which you want in every meal, and it was so yummy. Go to greenchef.com slash itchy130 and use code itchy130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Go to greenchef.com slash itchy130 and use code itchy130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Before giving you the ways to fix or reduce chronic inflammation, let's talk about how we measure inflammation. In traditional medicine, there are some blood tests that can be done, including CRP, C-reactive protein, which measures general inflammation, or a high-sensitive CRP, which is specific to cardiac or heart inflammation. Other blood tests can include sedimentation rate, cytokines, white blood cell count, immunoglobulins. However, you can have inflammation in your body and these test results can be normal. Using a functional or integrative medicine approach, the evaluation would be a little bit different than just running some blood tests. It would include testing for food sensitivities, especially gluten, soy, egg, and dairy, evaluating bowel health, with specialized gastrointestinal panels, and those usually include salivary samples and stool samples, Um, checking nutritional status with micronutrient blood testing. Also, it's important to assess stress levels um, in a person's life, what's going on to um, increase the stress in their life, and what that stress, how it's affecting the adrenal hormones. So Adrenal hormone levels can be checked, and also um, we would usually evaluate the sex hormone levels because they're a player as well. Once those evaluations are complete, corrective recommendations would be made. So it's a pretty comprehensive evaluation for inflammation reduction um, because your bowel is so important, your other hormones besides um, Insulin are so important in terms of um, reducing or preventing inflammation in the body. The traditional medicine approach to addressing inflammation includes prescribing NSAIDs, which are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like Advil or Leave, Meloxicam, Celebrex, And also um, corticosteroids like prednisone could be prescribed. The functional medicine approach really is about finding out what is causing the inflammation and correcting that problem versus just reducing the inflammation with a medication. And those approaches include healing the gut by using probiotics and prebiotics treating yeast overgrowth in the gut or parasites if they're present, 
Again, those would be discovered through a gastrointestinal panel that can be done, again, using salivary samples and stool samples. Another way to reduce inflammation is to remove foods from the diet that show moderate or severe reactivity on food sensitivity testing. So it would involve having a test, blood test done that looks for sensitivities or reactivity when you eat certain foods. If you don't have a way to get this testing done, it is always worthwhile to do a trial of a gluten-free diet for 30 days and see if this helps your symptoms. If it doesn't, you can move on to the next of the big four, maybe dairy next, try removing dairy, and then try removing egg and try removing soy if the first uh, ones that you tested didn't make a difference in your symptoms. Another important approach is to change your diet to an anti-inflammatory diet. This is basically returning to eating whole foods versus highly processed foods. Eat foods that are high in antioxidants and polyphenols like olive oil, leafy greens, kale, spinach, tomatoes, fatty fish like salmon or sardines and mackerel, nuts, fruits, especially cherries, um, blueberries, and oranges, the more color in the foods you eat, the better. If your plate of food always looks pale yellow, you are eating too many carbs and not enough of the colorful foods that contain powerful antioxidants. And I have to say in my office, uh, many days of the week, um, lunch is brought to our office by pharmaceutical companies. And I see these plates of food going by me down the hallway when people are serving themselves, our staff, and most of the time, everything is brown or yellow. Uh, So you need to pick things that are colorful, and you know you're getting really powerful antioxidants in your body if you do that. Remove sugar and white flour from your diet. Also, if On the package of food you're buying, there are ingredients that you don't recognize or you can't pronounce. Do not eat it. If you cannot pronounce what's in it, do not eat it. (laughs) I'm just asking for you to do that. Because if you are eating it, you're just putting food in your body that acts like fire in your body and causes terrible symptoms. You will feel so much better if you are not eating those processed foods. So the other thing you can do is lose the belly fat. Work to lose weight so that you lose the inflammatory belly fat. Consider starting intermittent fasting, which lowers insulin-like growth factor hormone in your body, or try eating a low glycemic index diet. And you can learn more about that at a website called glycemicindex.com. And in terms of um, intermittent fasting, I know probably many, many of you have heard about that by now. It's become pretty popular and there are a few ways to do it. One is to eat very low calories, like 500 calories, two days a week. Um, Another is to just do clear liquids for one or two days a week. Uh, One form that a lot of my patients have tried is just to eat only during an eight-hour period during the day so that the remainder of the hours you are fasting. So you only have food intake for an eight-hour chunk during the day. 
get at least 150 minutes a week of moderate exercise. I am often told, I don't exercise, but I'm very active. Well, being very active is a good thing, but sustained aerobic exercise is what will burn fat and ward off insulin resistance. Being active has its positives, definitely. But in order to make those changes in your body to reduce inflammation, you need to get at least 150 minutes of aerobic exercise, moderate level of aerobic exercise. Reduce stress. And I know this is easier said than done, but you just have to be intentional about it. Take a yoga class. Learn how to meditate. Stay off of or seriously limit your time on social media. Add activities in your life that make you happy. So rather than going through Facebook or Meta and getting yourself in a lather about everything that's going on in the world or what somebody has that you don't have, do something else during that time that is fulfilling and makes you happy. If you are a smoker, stop smoking. I know, and again, I know that's easier said than done, but we do have a good medication like Chantix to help you with a smoking cessation. And there are other ways to work on smoking cessation if you can't tolerate Chantix. Reduce or eliminate the amount of alcohol you drink. Moderate alcohol use for healthy adults generally means up to one drink a day for women, and that's five to six ounces of wine is one drink, for instance, and up to two drinks a day for men. So if you're drinking that much or more, work to decrease your alcohol intake. Consider adding supplements that are anti-inflammatory, like omega-3 fatty acids, curcumin, or topical glutathione cream, or supplements that promote um, healthy glutathione levels like N-acetylcysteine. But topical glutathione cream is available, and um, that I have seen, I have seen that lower CRP in the blood. I hope this might motivate you to make some lifestyle changes to deal with some of those symptoms you have, because I know most of us deal with symptoms of chronic inflammation, whether it's joint pain, muscle pain, headaches, fatigue. So if you're having any of those symptoms, please know inflammation is probably driving the process, and there are things you can do about it to lower your inflammation and reduce or eliminate your symptoms. Please visit our Facebook page. It's INB Podcast. And there you can leave more comments or questions. I love to hear from you. So if you have some ideas or things you want to hear me talk about, I'm happy to address those. Our website is itchyandbitchy.com. Many thanks to Green Chef for sponsoring today's episode. As always, thanks to Forrest Winsel, our producer and composer of our theme music. Again, he's released an album called An Awful Lot. Make sure you go to wherever you stream your favorite music and listen. If you don't know where to stream music, and I have a lot of people who tell me they don't, you can find the album on Apple Music or Spotify. As always, remember that your health is in your hands. (laughs) 